When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Texas singer-songwriter Taylor Ray is set to release her debut record, Mad 20s, on October 1st. She says the album is a concept record of sorts, with the songs basically telling stories of her life as a musician over the last seven or eight years. Her musical flavors cover blues, jazz, and folk. Taylor joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about her songwriting and her upcoming record. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today. Looking forward to learning more about you and your music. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, this is exciting. This is my first podcast interview, actually. Wow. Well, I'm honored then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. me too. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you are... Uh, when I called you, um, California came up. Are you in California or Texas? Because I know you were in one place and then moved to the other. Yep, I am in Austin, Texas okay. right now. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's uh, temporary home, or is that your new? Uh, yeah, this is this is my permanent residence. Um, yeah, I have I have an apartment in Austin, and this is where I technically live. Although I do travel a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've been here for about two and a half years. It'll uh, be three years in December. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. So grew up, what part of California did you grow up in? I grew up in the Santa Cruz County um, in Ben Lomond, the little mountain town in the yeah. Redwoods. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and yep, love that place. I go back a lot. Did you grow up with music in your home? How did how did you get exposed to it? What What got you moving in that direction? You know... Nobody in my family was a musician. Really? My parents had hmm. great taste in music, yeah. but um, yeah, nobody was a musician. So it was kind of funny. But when I was two, I just decided I was going to be a singer. It really? wasn't really That's like cool. an active choice. It was just like, I am a singer. 
this is what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. So I kind of just went with it. <laughs> okay. So here, so. <laughs> <laughs> so when did, because uh, you play too, right? You play guitar? I play guitar. Yeah. yeah. So when did that come along? Um, when I started, so I was in vocal lessons, you know, from an early age, uh, started on piano too. And then when I started writing songs when I was 10, I, I needed another instrument that I could, you know, move around with. Mm -hmm. And my parents, because I never practiced piano, they were like, we're not going to pay for guitar lessons. So (laughs) you can just teach yourself. And I was like, okay. And I was super motivated to do that. So I think at age 12 is when I started teaching myself guitar. Yeah. So I've never had lessons. Um, although I would love to have lessons even now. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Always more to learn. Right. Yeah. So when did the songwriting get serious? When, when, at what point in your life did you realize, Hey, maybe I can do something with this. I think probably like 15 or 16 years old. Hmm, Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool when I was in high school, even my, my counselor, my high school counselor, when we were talking about colleges and like applying, she was so cool. She was like, you know what, you're just going to do music. So like, don't even worry about taking the SAT. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. Like you don't, you don't need a plan B, like you're going to go to music school. It's going to be great. So it's, it's always just been my path. Uh And I think everyone has seen that and supported that. So I've been extremely lucky in that sense. Yeah. When did it switch over and become real, serious, professional? Probably, yeah. When I graduated music school, um, I yeah, I decided I just didn't want a, a job on the side, a day job. So I just figured out how to make a living playing gigs. And that's when I moved back to Santa Cruz from L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, yeah, in the, the Santa Cruz, Monterey County area, there's tons of opportunities, um, to play like corporate gigs. It's obviously a big tourist destination. There's like the wedding industry is huge there. So I was able to link up with a local booking agent Oh, cool! and just play like all of the wineries, all the hotels, like tons of weddings, corporate gigs. And, you know, I was playing like five or six times a week and that was just my full-time job. Yeah, so I've wow. been doing that for seven years now. Okay. How did you navigate yeah. the pandemic with this being your full-time gig? Oh, it was very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for was, many, uh, many people. Yeah, so many people. Yeah. Worst, yeah. Worst case scenario for sure for working musicians. Um, it was brutal. Honestly, I don't know how to, how to sugarcoat that. Yeah. It was hard for a really long time. Um, and, and being self-employed for that long, you know, like it was very difficult to get like, financial assistance and there's so many hoops to jump through um but you know i had a lot of amazing people supporting me through it and yeah there was so much compassion going around for the music industry and so you know it, it, it ended up working out so you're you're able to be back out and play Yep, I've been playing. I actually just got back from a two-month trip in California. I think I did 18 gigs in July. Wow. So I was like making up for lost time. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And now I'm just pretty much nose to the grindstone on working on getting this record out um, in about six weeks. So that's kind of taking my time right now, which is awesome. Yeah. So the new record is... um, you said there was some other things we talked a little bit um, off the call, but this is kind of considered your debut record, right? 
Yes, this is considered the debut record. Yeah, called Mad 20s? Mad 20s, yep. It's the full-length 12 songs. Um, yeah, definitely my biggest project to date. I think really I read good. where you considered this a um, a concept record. Yeah, it is. It's definitely... So the oldest song on the record, I think I wrote when I was 19, and I'm 27 now. So it kind of takes hmm. you through the entire journeys of my 20s up until this point, and uh, that's where the album title came from, too. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, so in that way, it's a concept record. You know, it's it has multiple different subjects. It's mm -hmm. not just about one thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. It, it explores a lot of different topics. <laughs> <laughs> did you um, did you visualize a progression of these songs? Like, when did the concept of this probably being a, a collage of your last ten years come mm -hmm. into view? It's funny, actually. When I was twenty-one, I wrote a song called "Liquify," and the first. The first line in the song is in our mad 20s now. Hmm. And that song is kind of just about being at rock bottom and like not understanding the world and kind of going through that frustration in your early 20s where you're like, oh, this is a lot harder than anyone told me it would be. <laughs> um, oh, wait, and... just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, so at that moment, I was like, I think I'm going to do a record one day called Mad 20s. And so it's just always kind of been in uh -huh. my head. Okay. And, um, yeah, waited for the right time to strike. And this was definitely it. It presented itself at exactly the right time mm -hmm. during during the pandemic when I had a lot of time to put things together. It all fell into place, honestly. Do you have a style, formula, format that you follow when it's time to write? Tell me a little bit about your songwriting process. Yeah, no, there's absolutely no format. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, that it's been kind of difficult to pinpoint me since I started doing music, even in high school. Mm -hmm. It never really falls into one category. So I, I like it that way, though, because it allows me to take the song wherever it needs to go, wherever it's like meant to go. So. Yeah, it's different every time. Sometimes, like, a lyric will strike me. Sometimes I'm playing a chord progression for two months, and then finally a melody comes. Like, it's it's all just very much in the flow. I mm -hmm. never try and force it. Yeah, for, like, forcing songwriting for me is a disaster. <laughs> um, never end up liking what I come up with. So, you know, even if it takes, like, six months, I'm happy to just be patient with whatever the process is for that particular yeah. song. Okay. Yeah. What do you find are some of your most uh, frequent influences? Mm. Probably listening to other people's music. Mm. Yeah, I listen to a very wide variety of styles and genres. And I think, um, yeah, that allows for me to kind of take a little bit from each, each one. I love listening to a lot of music, a lot of new music. Um, I'm also super into the sixties and seventies genres mm. from like folk singer songwriter yeah. to like rock and roll. Um, and you can hear a lot of those influences in this record. Yeah. I think everyone that's listened to it so far has commented on the, 
on the kind of vintage vibe. My mix engineer also did a great job at bringing that element into mm. like the album sonically. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say influences are other music, songwriting, also reading. I love to read books and words and vocabulary inspire me all the time. Mm. I, I'll just like write down words that I like. I'm like, I want to put this in a song. Someday. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. I watched the video for um, Fixer Upper, and oh, cool. um, the the music, the the mix, I, I guess is the the right mm-hmm. terminology here but the um I, I loved the subtle keys that that mm. organ vibe gives it that mm-hmm. kind of 70s kind of folky almost um fleetwood totally. mac vibe um yes, which was really totally. cool yeah mm. um i didn't get a chance to listen to anything else is that kind of your theme uh, or is it just that particular song that's actually that's the only song on the record that's really in that vein Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest of it, I mean, honestly, each song to me sounds so different, mm-hmm. but it goes from kind of like the opening track is kind of ambient, psychedelic, uh, okay. yeah, kind of it, not super upbeat, but just kind of a storytelling song. And then the second song is Home on the Road, which is just like straight country blues. Okay. Um, and then it ranges everywhere from like, there's a track on the record that was super inspired by Led Zeppelin. So it's like a full, just rock, <laughs> rock song yeah, okay. where I'm doing these like screaming Robert Plant vocals at the end. Um, and then there's some jazz on there too. I right. love jazz. I love, yeah, incorporating jazz elements into my music. So it's pretty dynamic. <laughs> Do you have a favorite genre that you like to hang out in? I love blues. Yeah. Where did that I, come from? Oh, man. I think I started really getting into blues when I went to music school um, mm. in L.A. When I was 18, I formed, like, a nine-piece rock, like, southern rock blues band. And just, like, the, the jamming for hours and hours and hours on blues progressions, it just never gets old. It's mm. so, yeah. That's it's cool. just so feel-good, yeah. yeah. Dating all the way back to, like, artists like Sunhouse, you know. It's just been a genre that's maintained its roots for like hundreds of years it feels like Mm -hmm. which is really cool yeah um yeah i was very inspired by eric trucks you know Mm -hmm. susan zadesky um yeah i love bonnie Raitt. you know just those kind of yeah where they're they're free to explore is is blues music yeah do you play out mostly solo or do you get to take your band with you um mostly solo i do have a band we're just very spread out right now Mm -hmm. and so we actually just got together to play a show in june in santa cruz and that was the first time i played with a band in like a year and a half since before the pandemic so that was incredibly fun um yeah and they're gonna be there for my album release party um and yeah hopefully if if all goes well they'll be getting calls if i ever get put on a tour you know i want to go out on the road with the band for sure but as of now i i do mostly solo so it sounds like it's mostly um regional you haven't had a chance to get way out on the road no 
Yeah. Not yet. No. Yeah. Is, but that's your intention. Are you actively planning that or just kind of waiting on things to drop into place? Yeah, that's definitely the goal. Like that's what I want the most. Like in this career, I love being on the road. Um, so that's, that's the end goal for me for sure. I just, you know, I want to wait for the album to come out. And then once I have that, um, doing some showcases in Nashville, you know, mm -hmm. talking with some booking agencies. Yeah. Yeah. Booking agency is more important to me than like a label at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely the goal for me. I don't really care about being like rich or famous or anything. I just would love to play music every night with yeah. band wherever, yeah. you yeah. know, in different cities. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, are, are you with a label now or was it self-released? It's self-released. Okay. Yep. Independent. Yeah. Yeah. Which anymore actually is probably a better path. You know, the, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. industry is so kind of messed up. It, it just, yeah. it's, 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 it's hard yeah. to kind of nail it down anywhere anymore. At least you've got control over what you do. That's the most important thing to me. Like I really don't want to give up creative control um, and again, like it's, I'm really not in it for, for the money. And I feel like a lot of labels, like that's kind of their goal. It's like, how can we make money off this artist? Sure. And of course. yeah, for me, it's just, yeah, yeah, that's what they do. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just not what it's about for me. So I need to like stick true to who I am as an artist and like, you know, the way I write songs might be like unconventional, but I don't want to have to change that for anyone or any company or corporation or label right. you know yeah so do you have a particular venue that you would like to do mostly is there a favorite place type of place you like to play i think my like dream venue is a really small like intimate outdoor theater like mm. when i visualize me in the future playing my music uh, that's what I see. Like I never see like uh auditorium or, you mm, know, yeah. um, a big, like a big amphitheater or anything like that, because my songs are really personal mm -hmm. and yeah, even playing, like I was saying before, these like gigs and stuff that is it's background music. I call it sonic wallpaper. Huh, okay. Um, you know, and so I don't really play a lot of originals for those type of gigs because I feel like my songs are my children and I want <laughs> to give them like the respect they deserve. So, yeah, yeah, playing with a band um, in, a, in a small venue, would be, I, I'm not like, you know, I do love playing bars. There's something really fun about that, too. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, for, for the end goal, it would be more like the venues that nor jones plays or like yeah, Cheryl crow sure. you know like yeah. yeah that's that's the goal so if somebody said look we're gonna we're gonna fund your next record but we want you to settle into one particular genre only but you get to pick mm -hmm. what would you do <laughs> that's a hard question i think <laughs> um yeah i i might be open to pulling pulling from my original songs that like if I could come up with 10 songs that are in the same genre, uh -huh. you know, I would be open to doing that for sure. But again, like I 
I can't force anything. Yeah. So I, I'm never going to put something out that I don't feel that I can't stand behind. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you, you wouldn't allow somebody to um, encourage you to play all blues for this record or all no. pop or now you, you like that um, potpourri uh, of yeah, different. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. And my favorite artists, like the records they put out are so dynamic, too. Uh-huh. And I think that's that's just really cool to me. It's important. And I think that it will always be cohesive in a way because it's all me, you know? Mm, sure, like, of course. Yeah. I've, yeah, so, you know, my tone behind everything, the way I use words, like, that's what keeps it consistent. Yeah. More yeah. so than, like, you know, what instruments we use or, like, what progressions we're playing. Yeah. More so than that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What's in the future? Where do you, where do you see yourself six months the next year five years do you look that far ahead yeah totally um hopefully this time next year i'm on the road i'm kind of just like calling that in uh-huh. manifesting that yeah. as a reality okay. i really think i have a good feeling about it i i'm super super behind this record i'm so proud of it and i think it will be well received um and it will be so fun to play live it's just one of those records you hear you're like oh i would want to see this live for sure yeah so that's kind of in the next year to five years. Mm-hmm. If I could be on the road for the next 15, even like if, or 10, if I could be on the road till I was 40, yeah. 45, that would be cool. And then I always <laughs> think at that point, maybe it would be really cool to go back to school and huh, cool. get a degree and maybe transition into doing music therapy. Cause that's always been yeah. really interesting to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are you constantly writing? Like, do you have the next project on the horizon? I do, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're already, like, in pre-production for the next EP. It's going to be, like, a four-song EP um, in a darker vein. It's kind of everything that came out of last year. Uh-huh, okay. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be a fun one. That's cool. <laughs> so, if people want to check this out check out the new video that's uh that's out uh i think you uh, this record comes out october 1st officially okay uh, yep. they want to check that out get a copy of that or just just catch up with you what's the best way to do all of that uh definitely through my website uh which is taylorraymusic.com super easy i have a contact page on there and that just goes straight to my email so um, I love chatting with people on there. My, all my videos are up. There's pre-order links to my album and like the vinyl that will be coming out next year. Oh, you can cool. pre-order. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be starting to ship this stuff uh, as soon as the record's out. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Taylor. It's been fun. Um, I, I oh like, my gosh, yeah. I like your energy and I like where you're headed with your music and I really wish you well with it. Thank you so much. This was so awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Is that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
Uh, no, Jerry, it's over. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 